Welcome everyone to Diefall Phantoms. The finale of our little three-shot spooktacular adventure. Uh, welcome and thank you all for tuning in. I know it is prime candy getting time uh, for a lot of people and maybe prime giving out candy time. So sorry. I know I've already apologized to my cast for that because it is it is fun to do. So free. It's okay. <clears throat> but we're going to have some fun and, uh, you know, maybe figure out some things and hopefully our humans survive uh, the evening that they've gotten themselves into. But before that, let's go uh, around the around the room here and uh, see how everyone's been doing and what everyone's been up to during the last week of Spooktober. Carson, how you been, bud? What have you been up to? What Hi. have you been arting? I'm good. I've been doing drawings, and um, my hand is a cat. A, a very frightening cat. It's a really <laughs> creepy cat. Also, all of Carson's Twitter for like a day was just different variations of these cat body parts put yeah. together. Um, kind of creepy in like a weird Eldritch Horror <laughs> kind of way, and I was like, huh, Eldritch Horror cat, this is neat. I, I totally dig that. That's very spooktober. I like it. Um, yeah, cool. What, what's been yeah, your latest it. your latest drawing thing? Um, whatever. I, I just started a new drawing that's just um, I don't know. When I when I don't give myself like strict ideas about what to draw, they always become some kind of a skull wearing fancy clothing uh, with a sword. <laughs> I uh I was in one yeah. of your streams for your description of how you draw the ground and how it is impossible for you to draw ground unless it is just bones and skulls. Yeah, I was like, huh. Much. I mean, that's a that's a pretty cool aesthetic, so you might as well just just do that forever. Because yeah. <laughs> it does look pretty <laughs> sick, man. It does look oh, good. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Um. Okay. Hey, Kevin. How you been, bud? Hey, man. Uh, How's your last week been? My last week has been nice, actually. Uh, work was pretty quiet. Been doing a little climbing. Uh, on Tuesday, I went out for a big social with like 50 people uh, to a bar, played some board games, met some new friends. It was, uh, it was rad. Nice. On a Tuesday? That's pretty wild. Yeah. Excellent, dude. Excellent. Glad to hear it. Not too much happens on my like weekend, so I was really amped oh. for it. Yeah, that's good. There you go. That's awesome. Uh, I know what I'm going to talk about with with Stella real quick. Hey, Stella, you had a birthday. Uh, weirdly enough, you also had a 24-hour stream on that birthday that I was able to drop into a couple of those portions. Um, how was it? And cake eating with chopsticks was interesting. So <laughs> yeah. Um. It's funny how things work out. I turned 25 again. Um, yeah. Wow, weird. Yeah, yeah. Um, yep. Uh, I baked a cake at 6 a.m. And chat told me how to decorate the cake and how to eat the cake. It was a toss-up between using my keyboard as a scooper or eating it with chopsticks. <laughs> and one is way cheaper than the other one. Yeah, we went with that yeah. one. <laughs> I feel like there's an easy choice there, but you get way less cake with the chopsticks, I feel. And they told me to start from the middle. Ah, yeah, yeah, no, that's impossible, right? You all, like, chopsticks are so much easier from the edge. They're perfect edge scoopers. Mm-hmm. Oh, tough. Can I then, just say how much more sanitary that was, too? Because <laughs> there, 
I know we don't like to think about it, how much poop is on our phones and how much poop is on our keyboards, but yeah. It's true. It's absolutely true. Yeah. I feel like I keep the poop on my keyboard to a minimum, but... Nah, man. I, like, directly oh, on there. top of my keyboard. That is oh, well. my, like, my okay, one... Well, you could do that, too, I guess. Yeah, just directly on top of it. That is exactly what I do. Okay, I definitely um... made the right decision. <laughs> <laughs> What was your favorite game that you played during the 24-hour? The oh, my God. I am addicted to golf with your friends now. It really? It is so good. And also, I... that game is very, very inappropriate. What? In the most wholesome way. I don't know. Golf just brings out things in people. Sure. Mm -hmm. Is it like balls and holes? Because that's all I can come up with right now. So yeah, it was basically that for Variations like three to four game. hours. Nice for three to four hours. <laughs> nice, awesome. I, I'm, we're sure setting the mood right now. So chat, get your balls in the holes, and then uh, we'll we'll do some stuff. May, mm -hmm. how have you been? How's your last week been? Been good. Uh, we had some parties that we went to over the weekend, so I got to see some some friends. And have some Halloween parties. And so there's a tradition at my friends where we watch terrible movies. Like, you know how bad The Room is with Tommy Wiseau? Mm -hmm. These are about 10 times worse than that. Oh, no. And I found the DVD collection on eBay. There's a. <laughs> and Carson is so sad. Because <laughs> these movies are so terrible. Welp. Carson, I guess you've got your weekend kind of planned out for you here. Uh, I will easily. leave the house. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on. It can't be <laughs> that bad. Oh, it's I've bad. been made to watch that right? one stupid movie. Like, how many times have we watched it now? Four or five times? Something like Excellent. that, yeah. It deserves negative views somehow. Negative? Okay. I don't That's know That's bold. How. But yeah, if you could take yours away and then take more away, you could do that. Uh, yeah. Maybe in a different dimension that might might work. Shower of Blood is the name. Oh good. Yeah. I'm going to go watch the trailer for that after the show, but uh it would be a good palette cleanser. So. Climb. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Um so do you guys want to like play a, a little murder game? Yeah. No, it's okay. No. <laughs> Oh man, that's tough. Okay, uh, let's roll for recap, shall we? Oh no. Yeah, roll me a uh, a d20, please, and uh, I will slash r one d20 as well. And uh, whoever rolls the closest to my number uh, will will be giving us their in character recap of what happened last week. So let's see, a sixteen. That uh, that puts it, Kevin. Adam will give us the recap for, for last week's show. Uh, go ahead and take it away, bud. Oh, Jesus, man. I thought I thought when we got out of the community center, things would start getting better, but it didn't. It just got worse. It just got worse. We we made it out. We made it out to a parking lot. And at first we thought, you know, well, I thought we should just leave because I like surviving. But um, but Dave, Dave wanted to actually go into the woods where a guy was being dragged by an invisible force and screaming to, for his life. We talked him out of it. My car didn't work. Someone else's car worked. Uh, the kids were driving, which seemed like a bad idea. But we got, you know, we got we got a distance away. And then and then a cop pulled us over and we stopped for the cop for, you know, 
that was a good idea. And then we turned the car off, which was a better idea. And then the cop almost arrested us all because, you know, people were covered in blood and we had to like lie to an officer of the law just, just to just to not get shot on the spot. And then he got taken by whatever has been chasing us. And and then uh, let's see, let's see what happened after that. We we stole the cop car because Piper disappeared because she had to call her mother. But as soon as she called her mother, she decided she didn't have to anymore. So she hung up and not only did she hang up, she silenced her phone so that when we were trying to get in touch with her because she vanished again, because that's what happens to people with phones right now, we had no idea where she was and she wouldn't pick up. Because, you know, why stay in touch with the people trying to save your life? Uh, we found Piper. She took a scooter, stole a scooter or whatever, and, and we met up and we went to her parents' house and her mom wasn't there, which is probably a good thing. And then her dad showed up, or their dad, both of their dad showed up, turned out not to be their dad and he was an ax murderer and he murdered my shoulder and other parts of me as well. Uh, I'm in a lot of pain right now. Painkillers don't work uh, as well as I need them to. But we kind of managed to mob him until he was dead or more accurately until he was on the ground and then Dave carved him into pieces. And uh, and then and then the the fog was rolling in, uh, and we were all kind of shell shocked. And uh, we decided, you know, probably best to keep moving. So we're we're on our way out the door to try to get back to the car and get out of Dodge before something else comes and then finishes the job that that psycho started. Yeah, and uh, that's where we pick up tonight's episode is. Our collective humans, uh, a little bit worse for wear right now, most of them having taken a wound from an axe, or multiple, uh, kind of in a bad spot. They've collected themselves in some supplies and have planned to exit Paige and Piper's family home to make their way back to the cop car. Right when we ended, there was a scream from outside. Definitely audible, even though muffled from inside the house and through the dense fog outside. But this is where we find our group heading out, maybe, pausing for now, the side door of the garage and back out towards the street. What would you guys like to do? Uh, I imagine Paige with her good shoulder, not the one that had the axe through it, will be trying to help uh, Adam with the crutches as best as she can <laughs> to help move him, make him move faster. Sure, yeah. So he's moving with the, the crutches, but maybe it is more helpful for you to, like, carry some stuff for him so he doesn't necessarily have to do all of that. Um yeah, for sure. You can definitely help him move faster. Uh, are you guys going to to exit the the home? I think maybe we want to take a peek outside first. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so you're you're in the garage proper right now, right? The mm. the there's no car here. The 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 mother's car is missing. Uh, but you do have those like windows, right? That are generally on garages that you can kind of. If you wanted to go over to them and peek out into, you you definitely would be able. Yeah, I think um, 
holding my uh my 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 guts. <laughs> I'm gonna walk forward. Yeah, you're kind of in a bad way too, yeah. right? You you took a couple axe wounds as well. Right um, to the gut, I think I yeah. took one really good one to the to the That's, stomach. Yes, yeah. so right to the right to the stomach. He had a, a nice wood chopping motion on you, which uh, so yeah, clutching the bandage that you do have, mm -hmm. um, you you go over to the windows at the end of the the garage, um, and you want to take a peek outside. Yeah, uh, roll me notice. Not ice. Ooh. A nine against a 50. So, well, definitely a success. I think you're definitely, even with this success, you're having trouble seeing through the density of the fog outside. But what, you're, what you do notice is that it seems that this is not the only home that has lost the lights. On the way inside, you and you're driving through the neighborhood, you do remember seeing porch lights being on or or windows having lights on. Yeah. But now everything is dark. The only light that you can see is from a partially obstructed moon that's trying its hardest to pierce its way through the fog. Looking around outside, you can kind of see the shadows of trees, you know, planted in front yards, uh, maybe a car or two parked in the street. But other than that, you don't seem to see anything else. It looks quiet. There's no one walking around, and on a night like this, probably shouldn't be. Okay. Um, knowing that uh, when we were back getting the car in the... Um, like getting the cars to work and everything like that. And even when the cop had pulled us over, I was unable to see any of these shadowy figures, but Piper was. At the time, yes. At the time. Um, I think so far, only the girls have been kind of freaking out about it. I don't think anyone has stopped and talked uh, about any of these these shadowy figures, but no, both Paige and Piper have seen them now. Uh, I'm gonna ask one of them to to kind of come on by the window, take a peek out, and uh, do you see any of those? I mean, I haven't seen them personally, but I believe you. After everything we've gone through, I believe you. And I need you to look outside and let me know if you see any of the sh those shadows. Who's going over to the window? Either of them. <laughs> right, I'm, I'm going to ask them. Paige looks Twins. at Piper. You'll go. So Piper, um, as she's coming up to the window, will kind of roll her eyes at Dave and be like, you went to a meeting about supernatural stuff and you're only believing me now? Ugh. And she'll like, look out the window. <laughs> she's, she says as she's been denying it for years. But yes, please do roll me notice. <laughs> 79 versus a, a 60 so that is it's a simple failure um but i think in this case you're finding it even harder to to tell in the fog and and maybe even when dave looks back through the window maybe to try and see these things for himself you're noticing that like 
it's even the fog is even a touch thicker now that the trees that you used to be able to see across the street the shadows of them you can't see them anymore hmm. it's becoming increasingly harder to see I don't see anything okay well I feel like it's it's now or never never if we are going to try and make it for the car this is our opportunity because it's that or we take our chances we barricade ourselves in try and wait this fog out I don't know M maybe we take a vote <laughs> who's who wants to go outside well they like walked right through Adam what will keep them away from walking through the house I think we should go I think we okay. should get out of here man okay H how are you feeling well I, I particularly don't want to be anywhere right now uh uh, I, I guess I'm not staying by myself, so I, I guess I'll be going out outside. Okay, let's let's uh, let's try and get to the car. And what's the plan? We'll just drive <laughs> until until we get as far away from all of this as possible. I, what's I the guess... quickest way from here back onto the highway from the car? Should we have a game plan? I guess the way we we came, but maybe you should like try and head like to downtown. There's lots of people. You think strength in numbers? I mean, the last person we met that wasn't us just tried to kill us. Well, the cop didn't try and kill us. Wait, he's gone. He disappeared, right? Well, I didn't see it, but. They, they took you him. do remember him not being there. Yeah, I didn't see him at all. Okay, well, all right. Let's uh let's go. Okay. Who's leading the way? <laughs> not it. Not not it. <clears throat> I, I feel like I know who it's going to be, but I thought I'd ask anyways. Piper says, um, Look, I've got a bat. I can clearly outrun all of you, so I'll go first. And if I'm walking up to something that I don't like, then we can turn around, right? Pretend it's a softball. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, uh, that sounds good. Um, Dave's going to try and... Is it of two sets of? Is it like, like a full set of crutches, like one for each, under each arm? Is that what yeah, we have? Yeah, it's for a Adam? it's a full it's a full set. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So it's not the okay. All right. Uh, okay. okay. So what I'm gonna try and do then is um, I'm gonna try and follow close behind, well as close as quickly as I can go, uh, with my injury, but. Um, follow as closely as I can after Piper. Yeah. As we go. Okay. Piper, would you like to open the door? Guys, do you think we should go out the mudroom? 
because this would be quieter than opening the garage door. Right, right. So there's a side door within yeah. the garage that you're able to to walk out of. Okay, now this, we got in. This door, yeah. this is a good door. Let's go out this door. <laughs> okay, it's a good door. It's a it's a good door. Um, yeah. So you pick this door. Uh, it has like that six paned glass uh, above it, and you can kind of look around outside. And it's it just all you can really see is the fog and maybe like the the darkness of you know like the shrubberies over at the 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 property line. So you open the door, and it creaks slowly open, pulling it inside, pulling it inwards. The fog comes with it slowly, kind of lazily, pooling around your feet, and the darkness is open before you. Guys, guys, should we use flashlights? No. So they after... they attract power, remember? They... Seems like they like power. Yeah. I think we just Which... gotta stick close and stay quiet. Stay yeah. dark. That's our best bet. Okay. Alright. Let's go. Okay, we'll just start to sneak out the house. Yeah, okay. So you creep your way out of the house Dave following close behind and Adam and Paige Adam maybe leaning on Paige a little bit on those crutches for some support make your way slowly outside the clack clack of the crutches is a little muffled outside in the fog where do you go in the direction of the cop car Okay, so it's hard for you to see the street, but you do remember which direction to head. This is your home. You know where the driveway is. So you walk down towards the street, and maybe, uh, let's say it was off towards the left, you find the curb, and you head down towards the left, where you remember the cop car being. After some time, I think it was, a what did you say, it was about two blocks away, right? You find the cop car, sitting as it was, undisturbed. But you almost, like, stumble upon it. It was harder to see now than it was before. So much so that... The sides of the other houses are almost imperceptible to you as you're walking down the road. Uh, The whole way Piper has probably been going much slower than she anticipated because she looks back to make sure everyone's still following her I'm trying to listen for the sound of the the crutches hitting the pavement as she comes up to the car she just kind of puts her hand on it to make sure it's actually really there you place your hand on the hood of the car and yep it's it's solid it's that old crown vic cop car okay okay guys let's get in quickly and she'll open the back seat for uh, Adam. Um, you open up the yeah the backseat of the car and Adam, you pile in as well as you can with your crutches. Yeah. Uh, clacking all the way. Um, everyone else get in the car as well? Yeah, Paige would have climbed in the back too. Okay. Uh, in the front seat, you do find that shotgun that was there previously as well as the handcuffs that were left there and the keys for those as well. Uh, Dave, I'm assuming you're in the driver's seat? I guess I 
I gotta be to to try and uh, hotwire the car again, right? Yeah, try and spark it back to life. Yeah, sure. Um, do you go ahead and give it a go after everyone gets in? Yeah, once everyone's in and the doors are closed. Um, yeah, Adam would probably like because Paige gets in the back, or does anyone get in the back with Adam? Who, who yeah, does? Paige would yeah, have Paige is in the okay. back with you. So you'd probably like kind of motion to Paige and be like, "Don't." They'll close the door until the engine starts, because I don't want to be stuck in here. Just because the back doors, you know. They do lock themselves. Yeah, she'll just keep her foot out. Sure. Okay. Is this the kind of thing where we'd be able to open? Like, is is it possible for us to pass the shotgun back to Adam? You've got, like air holes, right? But no, it's, it's definitely got, like, that plastic screen. Um, you know, that, like, some that cop cars and taxis will have. That doesn't have, like, a sliding opening. Okay, You'd be able to pass that back pull it out and then hand it to the back through the, the car door. Easily sure, enough. okay, yeah. yeah. I'm yeah. gonna do that. Piper says, oh, I'll, I'll pass it back over yeah, while okay, you okay. do the car. Okay, alright. So, uh, once I once I'm assured that uh, Adams sort of got the uh, yeah, <laughs> um, I'm gonna get under there and uh, try and get some sparks on those two wires. Yeah, yeah. So just as you did before, Contact. you're gonna try and spark them together mm-hmm. and uh, get the car to come to life. You are not having any result. You test the charge with your fingers and not even a nibble. I think we have a problem, guys. This car is not starting up again. Uh... Okay, so options. Um, Do we attempt to head back to the house now that we have the shotgun or do you want to keep going, see if we can find another car? What are the chances that another car is going to run? Like, we haven't had the best of luck on that front. And we'd have to try and find a car that's unlocked. Well, oh. yes and no. <laughs> um, Won't that make a lot of noise if we, like, try to break in well we'll know it has power <laughs> uh, you just see Piper kind of tapping her fingers on the aluminum bat she's looking at the various cars around specifically at their windows you, you can't see any cars the fog is so thick now that you would have to be almost right on top of them to be able to see them when you look outside the car right now is just a sheet of white are we gonna like be able to drive in this i mean anything's better than staying still right even if it's risky i don't know uh i mean if I don't, it, if we find another car, chances are it's going to be dead. I mean, we know some can start when others can't. We got the, we got this car started the first time when ours was dead, but. 
mean, uh, Adam just kind of shells off. Okay. Um, we're going to try and hoof it as far as we can get, I guess. If we come up to any cars, we'll try and get into them, see if they work. And if they don't, we just keep going and we, we try and keep moving. Does that sound okay to you guys? Oh, okay. Yeah, all right. Yeah. So my plan with this fog, I think maybe let's get out of the car. I've got some paracord with me still. Let's um, maybe uh, tie tie a bit to each of us so we don't lose each other and we'll follow the curb as we go. Oh, okay. Think? Yeah, that's... Yeah? Let's try yeah, not to fan out too much even so, but it's a good idea. Yeah. Okay, let's give that a try, guys. Um, as as Dave is getting out of the, uh, the car, he's going to reach into his bag, grab the paracord uh, that he had before. He's going to tie a bit around his wrist... And then he's going to pass that on to, um, I guess, uh, well, actually, I guess we should get out of the car first <laughs> um, yeah, before we start tying ourselves together. <laughs> It'd be very difficult to do this inside yeah. that cop car. Yeah. Okay. So after sort of tying that around his wrist, he's going to sort of rest of the rest of the 50 feet in hand. Um, he's going to shoulder his backpack and uh, he's going to step outside and sort of wait for everyone to meet him on one side of the car, I guess. Yeah, so maybe like around the, the trunk area, you kind of walk back towards that. Um, okay, yeah, and you, you start tying everyone together, like around their waist. Yeah, do, uh, I guess that makes the most sense. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's a, like simple enough knot that you, you know, rope it around someone and tie it, and then you go to the next person, maybe... How much slack do you leave in between? Um, maybe like five feet. Sure. Okay. So you finally um, you get everyone wrapped together. I'm assuming you're doing this in the same order that you guys walked out in. So you'd have Piper leading uh, with Dave behind and then uh, what, Adam before Paige? Okay. All right. <clears throat> Are you able to walk with the shotgun and the crutches? So, um, I mean, I I think it would be doable. Actually, like, leveraging it at all would not, probably. But as far as leaning on a crutch and keeping hold of well, a shotgun. So it does, it does have a strap. You'd be oh, able okay. to strap it onto yourself, but maneuvering it quickly while on crutches is definitely right. going to be Yeah, then he'd probably just strap it in front of himself so it's relatively easy access and just let it dangle sure. while he's using the crushes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So you guys get yourselves all laced together in a line uh, and can you just walk past the, the cop car uh, towards, you know, past the trunk area and down towards down the street still? Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to suggest maybe we try and stay as close to the curb as possible so we can kind of follow that keep our bearings a little bit because I feel yeah. like if we wander out 
into the street or the other way could go bad. Okay. Or we could get lost or turned around. Sure. Um, so you keep your what? You keep the curb on your on your left hand side and uh relatively close and you and you start walking. Mm-hmm. Right. Piper, you're leading the way, setting the pace here for you and your compatriots. Aluminum bat held high. And you start walking. Matching the curb every once in a while, passing a mailbox. And they seem to like come up out of nowhere. And at one of them, you have to kind of like move the bat quickly out of the way so you don't ding the aluminum on it and, and make a noise. And you do see the, the breaks between the curb where there is the front lawns and the driveways. And you keep walking. You walk for some time. It, it seems like the road twists and turns you're relatively sure this is just heading deeper into this neighborhood. A neighborhood that you've lived in for some time now, and you know that it has its twists and turns and ups and downs. It's a, kind of a hilly area. It seems to be at the foothills. There are lots of trees around. If the fog wasn't here, that you'd be able to see. Riding the curb as you are, you look up to the left, and you can sometimes make out the shapes of the houses and the trees in the front yards. But it is again getting even increasingly harder to see without any light. The moon itself above is partially obstructed by clouds and then the fog cover itself. So it just continues to get darker. A little bit of time goes by as you make a bend, make a left turn down into this neighborhood, and passing another one of those mailboxes, this one marked 1513. And you hear a noise. Dave, Dave, uh, Dave, did where, you hear where that? Where did that come from? Yeah, where where did that come from? Please. Help. Uh, kind of loud whispering, um, Dave is like, where are you? Are you okay? <laughs> Girls, where are they? Does anyone recognize this boy? <laughs> Piper, this is uh, distinctly your mother's voice. Oh my god! Um, mom, 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 is that you? Piper. Piper. Do you follow the sound? Um, yes. Piper starts yanking on the rope, trying to head in the direction of the sound. You yank on the rope and drag people with you. Paige, you haven't been able to hear this yet, and Adam at the rear is almost yanked directly off his crutches. But, Piper, you do proceed forward, and... Not ten steps from where you just stood, lying on the ground, halfway in the street and up on the curve and into the yard beyond, is your mother, wearing her favorite purple cardigan, white shirt underneath, and you know, just khaki pants, 
Those nice shoes that she wears to church sometimes. Clutching at a wound on her stomach. Blood coming from her nose and mouth. Her eyes not really focusing. She... Mom, what happened? She, do you go over to her? Yes. You like, do you kneel down by her and get close? Yes. As you do, her eyes seem to focus on you for, for a moment. Piper, where's your sister? Where's Paige? Am I close enough to hear? <laughs> oh, you see her now. Oh. Like, you, I, I assume following after being yanked into the darkness here, you'd probably be a little bit curious as to why. Paige, your mother is on the ground. Like, Mommy! And she'll definitely go and she'll be like, oh my god, oh my god, it'll be, this is, this is fine. This is, this, you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna be fine. And she's gonna try and put pressure on her stomach sure. in some yeah, sort of like yeah. failed no knowledge way to mm -hmm. help. You, your hands clasp over your, your mother which is also clutching at the wound and you try to pr apply pressure to stop any of the of the current bleeding and she looks oh my girl you're alright we tried we tried to protect you Mommy, what are you what are you talking what are you talking about? They said you were supposed to die. All those years ago. Like an accident. Who who did this to you, mommy? Drowning. Starving in a basement. And now Coming to fix the time. You have to go. You have to. And your mother dies. In front of you, her last breath expelling, her hands going limp. And you can feel her like her stomach decompress underneath the pressure that you're applying and she lies still on the ground Paige is gonna be like looking at Piper you're like what does this mean what what does this mean Piper is just staring at you what are you doing just snap out of it and she's just gonna like Give you a slap to the face. <laughs> oh, oh, um. a slap, yeah, snaps, and it kind of echoes in the fog. Speaking of the fog, um, while this conversation is happening, once Adam has lurched close enough to see that they're kind of stooped over a body, can mm -hmm. he kind of scan the nearby area, which is two feet in front of him, probably? But you know, yeah, roll me some notice for that two feet in front of you. Yeah. 23 versus 71. 
It's a good success. It's so hard to see now. Mm. You don't really see anything. But things do feel wrong. Mm. You notice now that you can't see the shadow of the last mailbox you passed. Hello, train. Okay. I thought that was part of it. <laughs> and it just barrels down. No. Um, <laughs> you can't see the houses to the sides. And now you even note that the driveway you passed is gone. The curb is still there. The grass on the other side. But it, it looks like where you used to see the shadows of the houses, there's just... Oh, it seems like a black wall? There's nothing that you can see beyond it, and you're not sure what the shapes are. And this is on both sides of the street. Mm. You look off towards the right, trying to find the other curb, knowing it's only about two car widths away from you. Yeah. And it's just a blanket of white in that direction. So Adam kind of like takes a step back and then lurches his, his crutch back and takes another step back until he's a little closer to the group and he's gonna kind of tilt his head over his shoulder without looking away from this dark wall uh, he's gonna be like <coughs> Dave I think I think this is gonna sound this is going to sound a little weird, but I, and he just sort of like gestures out in front of him. He's like, this yeah. is, this feels like limbo or something. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't think we're just in this place that we're walking around in. Does that make sense? Like you think this is some kind of a trick? You think maybe this isn't real? I, th I think it's real. I think it's just, it's wrong, man. Like, I, I, I don't know. I mean, look, look around us. There isn't, there's nothing. It's like everything we come across, it's just gone, right? It's, it's not, it, it it's only there for a moment not uh and yeah he gives up on trying to explain how he's feeling after that and just sort of gestures out at the fog again yeah okay dave you do take in very much the same thing the shadows of the houses are gone the driveway you passed is missing and the shadow of that mailbox 1513 is gone um all right so kind of to test this theory, um, Dave's going to – all right. I'm going to grab something out of my uh, out of my bag. It's actually a spork. <laughs> He's going to grab a spork out of his bag. Okay. It's like a little metal spork. And um, I just want to, like, throw it in front of us. And I want to okay. see, like, 
if it still makes sound, if like I if I can hear it go forward, and then I want to be able to maybe with everyone kind of shuffle a little bit and see if that is still there after I've thrown it. So forward in the same direction that you were walking? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Um I think bef- before we, we get to that to though, I something. <laughs> I do want to I do want to check in uh with the twins. Yes. Um, what are you doing? After Piper gets slapped, she's going to be like, ow! And then she'll look down at her mom and she probably starts to well up and look like she's about to cry. Yeah, Paige is already crying. <laughs> she looks up at you and when she sees you're crying, she starts crying. What? What are we going to... We just can't leave her here. What... How'd she even get here? What what did she mean we were supposed to be dead already? I I don't understand. She said it had to be an accident. I... Was it on purpose? Uh, How'd she get here? When, When her car... Where's her car? Like, Paige's gonna, like, try and, like, look around. She sees her car. You are greeted by the blank whiteness of the fog. Can she hear a car? <laughs> like, if it was running, if she was, like, pulled out or something. Um, Roll me some notice. Why not? <laughs> She's not thinking logically. <laughs> yeah, of course. It's fine. Um, an 88 versus a 55 that is a matched failure you listen hard for possibly a car running you don't hear it but you do hear a you have to you have to but it sounds like it's coming from behind you the direction you came from to like whip around to where she heard heard that. You're now facing uh, both Adam and Dave. Did did you guys just hear someone talking? Adam looks over and I mean, you guys have been talking. No, kind of glance around. I didn't hear anything. Paige is just gonna like very weakly. Hello? There's no answer. I think now we go to Dave. Do you explain your experiment and what you think is happening here to Paige and Piper? I think I think we have to keep moving, guys. But um, I don't want us to end up like your mom. I know this is a hard time, but we have to keep moving. Um, but the big thing is, I'm worried that we're stuck somewhere that isn't here. That might not make sense, and I don't really understand it myself. Um, but I want to try something. Uh, and okay. he'll sort of 
show the 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 spork and say, "I'm gonna throw this ahead of us. I want to see if I can hear the sound of it, and then I want to see if we walk forward if we can find it again. Uh, I want to try and think of this as almost like a an anchor in a way, something that can hopefully help us with where we are and get a sense of where we are and uh, and where we're heading. I don't know if it's going to work, but I just want to try. Oh, all right. But we're just going to leave mom here. I don't I don't think any of us are in any condition to carry her. If the fog lifts, we know we saw the house number. We can come back. Okay. Um Mom mom mom's car. Um Piper will try to feel her mom's pockets. See if there's okay. any car keys. Sure, yeah. You feel around in, in your mom's pockets, you find um you find her purse like lying next to her body. And you rifle through it and her car keys are in there. As well as the spare for the van. Piper will hold up the probably like the locker sure, keeper, yeah. right? Kind of looking at Dave in question. You know what? I think that's a better idea. Let's try it. She'll push the unlock button. Okay. No sound. No sound. What about the lock? Can we try and... Click. You like double lock it to make it mm -hmm. beep? Yeah. And it sounds in front of you. Seems Keep pressing that. Pretty far away. Piper's gonna hold the keys out to you. I I don't wanna do it. Okay. Okay. Alright, I've got this. You you hold on to your bat and lead the way. Um I'm gonna keep beeping it. And we'll do our best to follow the sound. Is that okay? She looks at Paige. We'll, we'll come back for her. Yeah. Okay. As you guys begin to walk towards the sound, from the direction that you're coming from, there's a as if the van was behind you. Similar distance. We were walking straight, right? Uh, don't move. Let's try this again. Yep. 
in front of you, somewhere in the fog. Do you wait? I'm going to try one more time. Right. No, I'm asking if you, if how long you want to wait. I'm going to wait. Um, I don't know, a couple seconds, and I'm going to. The 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 interval for the last one was roughly like a minute of you guys having a conversation. Mm-hmm. I kind of want to beep it a bunch of times and see if it sounds like it's just bouncing around. Okay. Um, you beep it three or four times. Burp, 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 burp. Somewhere in front of you. Sounds like all the same location. Okay. I'm going to keep beeping this. And let's just keep walking forward. Okay. You do so. And every third step or so, you're beeping the horn, and it sounds like it's in front of you. You're walking for roughly a minute, and then from behind you, there's... Burp, 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 burp. Close or far? Roughly the same distance as in front of you. And now it is matching as if you had done it every third step. Do you mean as in like, as Dave is actively doing it, it sounds like it's coming from behind us or is there an echo coming from behind us? Dave, every time he hits it, you hear a sound in front. This is for Dave because he's the only one that knows that it's hitting the button. After a minute or so passes, the noise begins behind you seemingly at intervals that Dave had been hitting it. I don't know what to do, guys. (laughs) As we have been moving forward, does it sound like we're getting closer to the beeps? Or is it like literally the same distance away? You're unable to tell. It mostly sounds like the same distance. Is that true of our little stalker echo as well? Or is that getting closer? Sounds like it's the same distance. Cool. All right. Do we keep going? I guess so. I mean, we have to move one direction. We might as well move in the direction we've been heading. Yeah. Okay. Let's <laughs> let's keep going. Do you continue to beep the horn? Um, maybe a little less frequently. Maybe like once every. That was once every three steps. So maybe like once every. I don't know, ten steps. Okay. Um. So you hit it as you start walking, and then every ten steps. never seeming to get closer. About a minute passes, and behind you there's a beep. Beep. At roughly the same interval.
Dave, are we going in the right direction? I have no idea anymore. I'm beeping this, and I hear it in front of us, but it never gets closer. And then a minute later, it's sounding behind us. Do you think this is something like like what that was going on at the community center where we got locked in? I think so. I think we're stuck in some weird... Like Adam said, I think we're stuck in some weird kind of a limbo or something. This isn't just a trick of light or sound. I think we're literally... Despite our best efforts, I think we're literally not really moving, but moving somehow. <clears throat> well, we uh, have been moving along in the direction of this light. Are we still on the curb? Is there still like grass to the side of us? Yeah. Uh, so you're, you've maintained the curb, right? Mm -hmm. You've been staying there. With really no at, changes. Yeah. And okay. from what you've been doing, the street itself has just been straight. Adam, yeah, he kind of goes, he says, like, yeah, I mean, I, we're in, like, a loop or something. Has has the curb sort of gone down for a driveway? You have not seen any other driveways. Okay. You've not seen any mailboxes. Adam gestures at the grass, and he says, like, maybe, I mean, maybe it doesn't loop, or whatever, maybe something is off to one of the sides. I mean, it could just be that we get stuck out there the same way we're stuck right here, but maybe there's a, a I don't know, like a property we're on that we can't get out of, or there's a house or something. Um, all right. Dave's going to take his little spork and he's going to jam it into the, the grass mm -hmm. by the, uh, like, sort of functional side up. Um, sure in the uh, in the grass just as like yeah, a little right flag, on the curb right mm -hmm. um and he's gonna say let's keep walking yeah so do you do you keep doing the beeping thing or you just walk i'm just gonna walk i think the beeping doesn't seem to have been helping us at all you walk all of you together adam you are feeling exhausted at yeah. this point mm -hmm. continuing to to push yourself past normal limits of what you would be comfortable with um, but you do keep walking or crutching along three minutes go by there seems to be no change in the landscape but then Piper, ahead of you, you hear something. <laughs> you have to go. You have to. <sighs> Somewhere in the distance in front of you. Does it sound like my mother's voice? It does. Um, Piper will pull on the rope where Dave is and say Dave, Dave, I just heard my mom's voice Would I have heard that too or no? Uh, sure, I mean, I guess you guys are walking close enough together 
That was my mom. Are you sure? Yeah. How? We saw her die. It doesn't make sense. Why would we hear her? She's not really dead? Did we just leave her? I think this is an echo, just like the uh, the car. She was saying that before, was she not? Yeah, before, before she, you know. Adam, how are you doing? <laughs> Adam's, uh, he kind of shifts on his crash and he's like, ah, man, it's just, uh, <coughs> I'm fine. He looks kind of pale. There's a sheen of sweat on his face. Okay. Um, Paige, what was mom saying? She was saying we had to had to get out of here, right? Like, how do we do that? We've been trying to do that. How? How, how are we getting out of this? We, we can't even see where we're going. Oh, God. We gotta, we gotta change something. We gotta go. We gotta go left. Piper. Here. Piper pulls out her phone. Oh, my God. <laughs> Piper, you still have charge in your phone? I look at it? Do I? Sure. Piper holds out her phone at uh, Paige. What do you want me to do with your phone? I'm not calling it. The last few times we've called people, we've disappeared. I think that's how we leave this, though. So. But. We. If we're gonna try this, we have to, I don't know, hold hands or something. But. This either works. Or. I don't know. Or we're stuck in this loop forever. Or it works and we're stuck in a wall forever. Like, Rob. I mean, I'm pretty much out of ideas. Is that but... a risk we're willing to take? Okay, like, wait, do we, like, do we need, like, a, a group hug? Like, <laughs> or something? I think, um, we should take off this rope. Why take it off? Okay, Paige, what if, we... what if we end up being in a pool and, like, how are we going to swim out? We're all going to not going to be able to get out if we're all tied together. Her eyes go wide. Good point. She's like <laughs> untying, untying the rope. <clears throat> but like we can hold on to each other, right? Like, yeah. Remember that one time when you and I were together? That. Maybe. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> it's, whatever we do, we, we 
Don't let go of each other. Okay. Who are we gonna okay. call? Ghostbusters. <laughs> if only. <clears throat> um, I guess I can try to call Dad. Okay, okay, okay. Is everyone holding on? Yeah. Beep, wait, beep. Wait, wait, wait. Turn your flashlight on. Okay. She turns on the flashlight. Okay, now, now, now. Beep, beep, boop, beep, boop, beep, boop, boop, boop. <laughs> ring, 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 ring. Ring, 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 ring. Piper? Piper, is that you? Are are you okay? Are you? Dad. All you hear is full static. And Piper, as you look up in front of you, your flashlight catches the long, dark limbs of one of the shadows standing in front of you. And then all of you Piper, you can see yourself in a car yelling about a shadow close to Dave. You recognize this place. You're outside the community center. How did you get here? What do you do? Are the others still hanging on to me? Look around and Dave, Adam, and Paige are all there with you. Each of you can see Piper sitting in the car yelling about a shadow while Dave and Adam are pushing an old car towards a minivan. Guys? Did, uh, did, we, did we just go back in time? I, what? That's... That's me. me. <laughs> but also, <laughs> what is? Wait. Okay. Uh, Piper, you said you saw shadowy figures around us when we were pushing the car. Yeah. Is it possible that you saw us now? Are we the shadows? What that that's crazy. Um where are we on the in the uh, community center parking lot in relation You're to standing everything? very close to what's going on here in Piper as you come more adjusted to your surroundings, you're noticing that yourself is pointing at you. Oh my god. But if we're if we're the shadows, who are the other shadows 
going through people. Yeah, why did someone reach through my chest? And Adam looks at each of the others. The why would you do that expression on his face. Okay. Okay, so... I don't know how, I don't know where this feeling is coming from, but I feel like we're here for a reason, and maybe that reason is to change something. But what do we change? Because if we allow ourselves to get into this car and drive down the freeway, we're going to be stuck in the same loop we're going to get pulled over by a cop. The cop is going to disappear. We're going to end up right where we started. But uh, if, I mean, if if we change anything, what, I mean, wouldn't we just disappear if that doesn't happen? I mean, then we we would be dead. Or, and then, I mean, how, how does... And Adam just starts rubbing his the bridge of his nose. <clears throat> it's like, how does that even work? I have no idea. I don't know. I I'm look. I'm just throwing stuff out there. Yeah, I, I mean, nothing, I know, nothing's this is... too crazy right now. Piper moves over to Paige and lowers her voice. <clears throat> Mom said something about a timeline. She said that we were supposed to die, though. I, I don't particularly want to die, Piper. Me neither. Not, that's not going to happen, but... Like they're saying, maybe we need to change something. What are we... What are we going to change? Then, like... <sighs> How, how do we prevent ourselves from, from leaving here, not being able to turn the van back on? How do we not, how do we turn off the van? I'm gonna try something. Mm -hmm. um, Dave says this as, how far am I from myself? Um, I mean, Piper's the, the closest, but you're relatively close behind. In, I mean, you're maybe 10 feet. 12, 12 feet, 15? 12, 15. Not super far. You're like, you're watching them basically bring this car back to life, right? It's all right. happening in the same way as it happened before with Piper freaking out, pointing at this shadow, and you guys trying to get this car going. And you remember this point in time, you don't have much time left. Mm -hmm. uh, I want to run up towards us and wave my hands to try and see if I can get their attention. Um, who are you waving at and who do you get close to? Well, okay, if I remember correctly, actually, Piper was the one who could see us. Yeah. At the time, yeah. In the driver's seat. Because I couldn't see. I want to run up to Piper and try and get her attention. Wave at her. Uh, you do so. And the Piper in front of you freaks out. There are now two of these shadows in her vision. One of them directly next to the door. She is yelling for both Dave and Adam to get in the car. 
the van is coming to life. And both Adam and Dave are making their way to the car. Do we need to get in the car? Do we need to go with them? Let's try. Can we? Can I interact with the car? Like, you reach out to touch right the vehicle close, and you pass directly through it. So if yeah, if you're up with the car, Adam's gonna be like, touch the, try to drain the battery, uh, and we'll start kind of limping his way forward but he's you know 10 feet away can i can i get in can i just push my hands into where like into the hood yeah you walk over to to between the two cars and you push your hands down in it Uh, at this time both dave and adam are in the car and you push your hands down into the hood and the car speeds away okay like just through me Well, now what do we do? Okay, so that didn't work. (laughs) Well, we know where we're going. How do we catch up? Can we touch anything else here? What about the, uh, what about? Everything you brought with you is tangible. What about the car that we, uh, Adam's car? You like try and touch it and yeah. interact with it? Nothing. <clears throat> well, okay, we, we, we gotta, we gotta try this again. We gotta try this again. <laughs> Do we just like group hug and try and make another phone call and hopefully get a do over? That's what I'm hoping. Adam glances back towards the community center and then the forest and then says, maybe, maybe there's something else we're supposed to do here. Okay. Okay. So if we can't interact with these things, the car or anything else, if there's something out there trying to hurt us, maybe it can't hurt us right now. Maybe. Nick. Nick's. Nick was taken into the forest, right? Yeah. Did, did we go find Nick? Maybe. I mean, uh, we can go into the forest. We're not going to catch the car on the highway, that's for sure. Okay. I'm ready to do this if you guys are. Can can we uh, re-rope our, ourselves together? And Dave's going to grab the uh, the rope, the paracord again. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Do we do same order? Uh, I guess so. Yeah, all right. Okay. Uh, all right, so yeah, I guess uh, it'll be Piper, me, and then uh, Paige and, um, and Adam. Okay. 
In that you head order. towards the towards the woods. I think so. Yeah, I guess so. As you head towards the woods, the fog begins to recede around you, becoming less and less dense. Power returning to the area. But you can also see that you're also becoming more incorporeal. All of you begin fading faster and faster as the fog recedes and you walk towards the forest until... We watch as all of you, all four of you, disappear. As we're, like, kind of fading out, I'm just like, Piper! (laughs) You reappear on a road, dense with fog all around you, standing next to a curb. Grass on one side. Hard to see all around you. The moon is having trouble fighting its way through the partially clouded skies in the dense fog around you. This is where the cop pulls us over, isn't it? Yeah. Okay, so let's try our best to remember. I wasn't, I was hiding in the car. (laughs) So it's up to you guys on this one. Um, What, how well do you remember as, as in detail as possible, how well do you remember what happened when we were here? We had two shadows. There was one near Piper. And then suddenly the cop was dragged away. And we stole the car after Piper disappeared. As you finish your sentence, you see blue and red lights and an old van pull up and over to the side of the road. A cop gets out with the mag light and approaches the van driver's side door. The interaction playing out exactly as it had previously. Piper trying to buy a little bit of time Stumbling over some words, the cop getting worried about Paige, and then each of you, except for Dave, stepping out to the back side of the car. Can, is there some way that we can maybe prevent the cop from being dragged away? Like, maybe if we get arrested, we break the loop. Or we did that to him. Adam says. But we, and can't, he's... we can't touch them, though. We couldn't the first time. And Adam sort of starts lurching his way over towards the uh, where the interaction's you, going down. You crutch your way over, and you're you're watching as the, the cop is talking, uh, and he goes into the car to start a report, and seems to be having trouble with the the radio and things of that nature. As you notice now that the the fog is also thick and has rolled fully in. <laughs> what are you trying to do? So Adam's gonna go to Adam and try to touch him and see if anything happens. Interestingly enough, this time you reach, you try and reach out towards Adam 
and you watch yourself shudder as your hand kind of like passes through his body and you kind of like get a little chill. Mm. But it doesn't seem that Pager Piper have noticed you. Yeah. Adam kind of glances over his shoulder and he's like, I I mean, I did, I did something there. Dave pulls out his mag light and tries to like just flash it around at everyone. See, first seeing if it turns on and two. It turns on. Trying to flash it. You flash it around. it around at the scene and it doesn't need to make contact with anything here. Okay. But when you flash it at, like, Paige or Piper or Adam, the ones you came with, does. Okay. I think the everything's kind of proceeding onwards, and it looks like now the fog has rolled in almost completely, and it's hard to see now. And you remember this being the moment that Paige sees one of the shadows for the first time. Adam, are you still over there? Yeah. Where are you in relation to everyone? Uh, so I would say Adam is essentially outside the passenger side rear door of the um, minivan right okay. now. I don't know exactly where that is in relationship to everyone else. Although if we didn't undo the rope from our little forest escapade. Oh, yeah. Uh, I guess all, all of you are over there. Yeah. Uh, did you all? I guess you all went over with Adam. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I guess yeah. so. For time together, still. Yeah. Sure. Why not? Um, we notice now that Paige sees the shadow, and she's pointing at herself. And Paige, you note now that you're standing in front of yourself, and you hear past Piper. Noticing the shadow too and crying out about it. And we see Dave with his mag light, you know, looking around inside the van and outside the van, and we can't see the officer. Shadow Dave, where are you right now? I know you're close to everyone, but what are you doing? Um. I don't know. Is it possible to interact with any electronics that uh, they own or we own previous us? Um, um, what are you trying to reach for? What are you looking at? Maybe a phone. Okay. Um. Piper and Paige are both now talking about there being multiple shadows around. Uh, and I think the brightest thing nearest you, Dave, is the police officer's mag light. Okay. All you right, go I'll over. Try and grab it, I guess. You go over to the officer and you watch as, as you make contact with the mag light, you kind of reach through it, but it seems to interrupt the electrical flow. And the light starts blinking. But before it goes out, you notice someone else there. 
a man, the gray beard, kind of graying at the temples as well, dark hair, slicked back, and a blue suit, carrying an axe. And as that light goes out, you note that the axe falls into the officer. And it is all dark again, and the white of the fog kind of obscures your view from whatever else you can see, but you do hear the sounds of a body being dragged away. Guys, that was... That's who took the cop. The man with the axe that attacked us. He took... He took the cop. It wasn't us. He was... He was here? How? Where where would he have taken the body? Look, I don't know if we can interact with us, but I... I don't know. I kind of want to see. You want to follow the axe guy? Can I can I shine my light in the direction of the axe guy? Again, you note that your light does not interact with the world around okay. you. All right. Yeah, I just wanted to make sure. Okay, so I don't think he can see us. Let's see what he did. Because we don't even know who he was, but he knew your names. Yeah. Mom, mom did say something that they, someone has come to fix the timeline. Is that what she said, Piper? Oh, oh my god, do you think he was trying to hunt us? Well, <coughs> if he... But then why, why, why would he kill the police officer if he was after us, if we were the ones that was... was we're supposed to die. Why why would he kill anybody else? I don't know. I don't know. Do do, do we go after him? Like should we should we go? He might Yes. Yes. The, Let's go after him. Fog. So you try to go after the man? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All of you tied together move relatively slowly, and as you do so, the past that we had lived before happens again. We watch as Piper essentially bloops out of existence, uh, and the cop car is stolen and is driven down the road. As it does so, the fog begins to recede, pulling back inwards on itself as you try and chase down the man with the axe until you disappear. And this time you find yourself on a road next to a curb, grass on the other side, in a mailbox marked 1513. And this is where we're going to take our first break. Back at the mailbox 1513 
chat, thank you so much for tuning in to our finale of Diefall Phantoms. We will be back in about three to five minutes. Hey guys, um, thanks again for tuning in to Diefall Phantoms, the finale. Uh, big thank yous to the Midnight Channel. Thank you for the follow. I appreciate that. The Lady May subscribed at five months. Thank you so much. The N7 with five bits. Appreciate that. If you guys want to get caught up on any of this stuff here, you can head on over to the YouTube channel. That is youtube.com slash runawayrobot. Or you can find all of this lovely stuff in the previous episodes over in our podcast format. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Uh, generally under Diefall Dungeons & Dragons, but this show is also there. Um, I do want to give a uh, an update. This Saturday, I will be doing a 24-hour charity stream for the initiative known as Extra Life, raising money for Children's Miracle Network hospitals around the world. If you would like to come and give what you can to an excellent charity and an excellent cause, I will be streaming all day on Saturday. That's this Saturday, November 2nd, starting at 8 a.m. Eastern Time, and I would love to have you guys here, even just to sit and watch. We will be giving away games every hour, so free games every hour, as well as a free game every $100 raised. There will also be other initiatives and incentives there as well. If you donate $35, you get a t-shirt. If you donate $35 and you want to select it, you can get an NPC made in your honor for the next Diefall show think about that as well um i do want to thank one person because they they made the jump on it and scala grimmer thank you so much for 50 dollars donated to the extra life campaign i appreciate it so much uh and i will be in contact with you for uh for the things that you uh that you just got so i appreciate it we'll be back in about two minutes from now just waiting on the rest of the cast thanks again for tuning in tonight for the finale of phantoms and happy halloween everyone not doing anything violent with it. Yeah. Welcome back, everyone, to Diefall Presents Phantoms. Our Unknown Armies game, our spooktacular for this year, and our finale of this particular show. In the first part of today, our uh, humans, I think I've always just, I've just called you humans, have found themselves in a bit of a time loop maybe figuring out that they were the shadows all along. But we find ourselves back with them next to the mailbox of House 1513. And back in the neighborhood, as far as they can tell. What do you guys want to do? Can Adam touch the mailbox that's here, 1513? You reach out and... Kunk. You yeah. can touch the mailbox at 1513. Yeah, Adam does that. And then he sort of shifts about to sort of just lean quite a bit of his weight against it. Because you can't sit down when you're a shadow. Or you can't sit on anything other than the floor, I guess. And will look at the sure. others and go like, uh, we're... We're back. Okay. Do we go? So, do we go back home? Do were we supposed to leave the house? 
we gotta figure this out. There's a reason we're here. Piper will try to touch the grass. Can she interact with the grass? Yeah. It feels like grass. It's damp. From the fog. And the rain earlier in the day. I don't... I don't think we're back in time anymore. Yeah. I, I agree. I think we're right before we did that. In front of you, you hear a beep. Is that us trying to get to mom's car? I think so. But if we can interact with this, what does that mean? As time passes, a little more frequently now. Beep. Beep. How close or how Beep. far away are these beeps? Are they slightly changing further. direction or? No, just in front of you. Slightly further than it was previously. You guys are still standing next to 1513 mailbox, correct? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep, so slightly further than it was previously. Piper, you hear a sound. Help me. The girls. Where are they? Paige. Paige, I hear mom again. You hear mom? Maybe maybe she can tell us maybe she can interact with us. Maybe maybe she can tell us more. Guys, guys, let's let's try to find mom again. Do you go forward into the fog? Yes. Okay. You do, and as you step away from 1513 and it fades away behind you, you find your mother lying on the ground in her favorite purple cardigan white shirt underneath and khaki pants and those nice shoes she wore sometimes to church clutching a large wound in her stomach help yeah, Paige, Paige will I guess move with her section of rope more towards mommy mommy we're, we're here we're here we're, we're, we're gonna help okay uh can... H, where, uh, where's Piper? Her... She's, she's, she's here. She's you were supposed to protect her. She, she's, she's with me. Girls. Who's my girls? Mommy, who's after us? Why, <gasps> why are we disappearing? <gasps> we tried. We tried to protect you. Uh, on the run. You were supposed to die. All those years ago. It's supposed to be an accident. But wh why? 
She'll try and like. Or we'd all die. All like the whole family, or like everyone, everyone. And her last breath passes in front of you, and she dies. Mummy. Well, this conversation is sort of replaying itself for the second time. Uh, Adam, being an investigator, is going to try to think his way through this and figure out the the pattern, the, the thread that's changing in all this. Mm-hmm. Um, the pattern that's changing. Well, so there were there were slight changes right over over that first uh so because like for instance he touched himself and at that point in time that didn't happen so he's there have been slight alterations yeah yeah. so he's kind of trying to to figure out the bounds of that and speculate outward right in terms of like sure okay you know what What let's see how well you roll on your investigator yeah not very 100 (laughs) against your 71 the literal worst you could do yeah Adam you are I mean you're looking for patterns here and all you've got is like dude I am in so much pain right now counterpoint as the weird which I think describes this very well is is Adam's obsession. I would like to re-roll oh, no. that. <laughs> Is that wait, wait, wait? It's your obsession. You can flip. Oh yeah, no, I could. You're absolutely right. I can flip flop any roll against my obsession identity. So does that become a perfect a zero. roll? All it right, becomes a perfect roll. I, I Holy Adam crap. shoulders the, the pain aside. <laughs> We're using the mechanics of the game here, chat. He is calling out not only his identity, but his obsession with the weird which this certainly qualifies as thankfully not as unnatural as to mark a couple ticks where you guys have to make saves on it but it seems that adam through the pain may have been able to piece something together it is definitely a time loop the noises in front of behind you kind of make sense the timing seems to be roughly between a minute and two minutes on this timeline When you went back in time, it definitely seemed like you were the shadows. And you were able to somewhat interact with your previous selves. And it seemed that some of the previous interactions with the shadows that Paige and Piper were able to see, for whatever reason they're able to see them, were similar. Now you did see more the last time you went back. The man with the axe was there. It does lead you to believe that maybe while you were inside the community center. Maybe he was there as well. And piecing all of this back to where you are now, it seems like you're stuck for a reason. That much you can gather. Mm -hmm. From what you know of what Paige and Piper's mom have said, is that apparently they were supposed to die. Now, how that fits in with you and with Dave, you're not entirely sure. But you know that for right now, you are stuck in a loop. 
and trying to solve it, the only solution that you currently see is that the twins have to die. Yeah. Well, it's been real nice. I'll kick your ass, old man. <laughs> okay, boomer. <laughs> Adam, yeah, he... Uh, so he thinks about it while, while Paige is uh, talking to her mom again. And when that conversation ends, he's going to clear his throat a little awkwardly and go, listen, I think um, I've been doing a little thinking about this. And he looks between Paige and Piper and he says, like, you two were supposed to die, right? We didn't know that. We none of us knew that, but I mean that's what she said, and and you didn't. You're alive, and now we're stuck. And he points at y'all, the the mother, and he goes like, "I, I think the guy that came to the house to kill us or you got to her first and he got the cop and, and chances are he, he was at the uh, at the community center too. So so we killed the threat that was coming for you guys and now we're stuck. We can't go any further. I I I don't know. I mean, I feel like I I feel like he had a, a boss or something an organization a cult whatever that he was working for that needs you two dead. And now that that's gone wrong, they've They've got things stuck in a cycle until it's fixed, so either and he kind of shrugs a little bit at you two, and then he goes, or or we have to find some, some kind of way out to, to break the whatever they're doing. We've as been a, able to a, make... Sorry. I was going to say, as a, as a side note, Adam, to your being able to piece things together you are able to tell that for whatever reason both Paige and Piper are able to utilize their cell phones for some reason to be able to move to different locations and apparently timelines oh okay just as a, a thing because that was something that did happen and I forgot to mention yeah no that's a good good call perfect rolls man I gotta give you whatever you got appreciate it <laughs> Yeah, so sorry, Dave. Go ahead. Um, so we've been able to make minor but actual tangible changes to somewhat to, to the kinds of things that have been going on. My hope is that there's a way for us to solve this that doesn't involve losing the girls. There's gotta be, uh, there's gotta be. I just, I don't know. I, uh, I don't know. I mean, I, we can, we can try to go through again. Try try the phone, try, try going back or, or to the side or whatever it is. But, uh. Piper has maybe not as subtly as she was, she would hope positioned herself so that she's directly in between them and Paige. She's just kind of holding onto her bat and she's like, 
Well, we should come up with a plan first before we try um, using the phones again, right? Yeah. I, I mean, even if we can interact with that guy and we kill him before we did this time, I mean, that probably just makes the loot start earlier, right? Like, I don't know. Hmm. I don't know, maybe uh, maybe if we go back even further somehow, and he looks at Piper like that's just something she can do. It's like, uh, Cassie seemed like she saw things before any of us did. I mean, maybe, maybe someone there can help her see more. I, I don't know. You think Cassie can help us? Probably not. Or what if we can get to the uh, the man with the axe before he gets to us? Or your mom? Do you think... Do you think mom would be able to help us if we were able to talk to her and tell her that we know? That she knows? I think so. We can try. We have to try. Otherwise, we're stuck in the same thing over and over again. I think maybe... I think maybe your phones are the key to this. My phone, particularly, is in the bottom of the community pool. Like, how much charge do you have left on yours, Piper? Like, what if what if we run out and we can't charge the phone and then what? Piper looks at her phone. It's 70%. I think we've got some time. 70%. So what, uh, we we go back in time and then you try to call her to get more answers? I don't know. I guess it just depends on where we get sent to, right? What's going on? I mean, it's better than not trying anything. Yeah. yeah. It's worth a try. Okay, um, I guess don't let go. Group, group hug. Oh, turn your flashlight on. Okay. <laughs> Turns on the flashlight. Mm-hmm. She'll dial mom. Yeah, it's a little weird because your mom's phone rings in her purse. But also a shadow appears in front of you in the light and reaches out for you and touches you and Piper find yourself in the woods it's a nice day looking around and you see your childhood friends. And you see Paige. And it seems you're all out playing in the woods. You remember this day. About a minute from now, you'll be teleported to the basement of an abandoned shack. Stuck inside. 
What do you do? Page, page, page. This, this is this is where I get teleported to the basement. Page, <laughs> your sister Piper is talking about a basement. You have one at home, but you're not super sure what she's talking about. Basement. What? Oh no. Am I, like, inhabiting my past body? You seem to be. You look down at yourself and you are a child. Oh my god. Oh my god. Um. I will probably start hyperventilating and then tell Paige kind of shoving her away from me so she's not touching me. I'll... You touch her? No. Well, is she touching me right now? I don't want to touch know. her. That's the whole point. Uh, without just trying to like back away from her, I'll tell her um, the name of the location that the basement is. Okay. Paige, your sister tells you coordinates. You're not entirely sure what that is to your child brain, but is a string of numbers. And she says that's where she'll be. As she's beginning to panic and hyperventilate in front of you. Piper, calm, calm down. It's... Are you feeling okay? Like... Uh, and she's she's gonna reach out and be like try and like hug you to calm you down Piper make a dodge roll oh my god no do not touch me <laughs> as a very, dodge the hug as a very small not yet high school athlete of course I can substitute you're not a high school athlete oh my god. your identity for this does not exist you're making this against the yeah uh, 69 versus 25 Paige reaches out and embraces you Paige the memories of your life come crashing down into your body and you feel stunned unable to recollect exactly what's happening but eventually you look down and you look at Piper but it's Kid Piper. And you remember this day. This is the day that Piper went missing. Hey, Piper? Calm, calm down. It's it's okay. Um you need to let go of me right now. Let go of me right now. Nope. But you're gonna go missing. Don't. We we're we're trying. It's it's fine. Let's try and not go missing this time. Let's let's just stay with me. Don't don't leave me, okay? I don't know if I can control that. I don't want you to be in the basement with me. Well, at least we'd be together. Then then you just going missing. No, Paige. 
group. That that's that'd be different, right? Well, this is where you'll find me, and she'll say the coordinate skin. Just just come find me. Let go, please, please let go. But if we go together, then right? That's we don't want to leave you alone. I'm just gonna try to punch you in the face. <laughs> okay, roll a struggle. And Paige, go ahead and roll dodge too. Let's see what happens. Again, you're children, so your normal ones here don't necessarily apply. Uh, so, all right. Piper with a matched failure uh, against a failed dodge. You kind of collapse over on each other, and you realize now that it looks like the other children have left the area. And as you're kind of like extricating yourselves from the ground and from each other, something scratchy goes over both of your heads and you can't see anything. You struggle against whatever is happening and it, your limbs are pressed against each other and you're bound. Piper? Paige? Is this... Is this new? I don't know what's going on. A cloth fills both of your mouths and nose, and you smell something somewhat sweet. And you lose consciousness. Piper, you wake up, it's dark, very dark, you can move your arms though, and you reach up and you, you grab whatever's on your head and you look around the room and you're in that check, in that basement, but laying on the ground beside you this time is Paige. Seemingly unbound, but still the hood over her head. Um, I'll scramble over to my sister and try to pull the thing off her head and shake her. You pull it off and you shake her and she, she does wake up. Piper. <clears throat> oh, where... Are we in this shack that you were in? Um, Piper is just probably shaking. Uh, the shack is very small. And you would know your sister is claustrophobic. She'll, she'll just, just breathe and tell me how you got out last time. Do you, do you remember? Piper, how'd you get out last time? Oh, man. Um, so Piper was locked in this 
basement probably for almost a day or more. Um, I think she ended up doing whatever she could to break out and it was probably pretty gruesome. Uh, I think she would have been too small to break a door down so maybe there was a window and she had to break it open with her own body and it probably cut her up really badly. You would remember that your sister had to be hospitalized after we after she escaped from wherever she was. Mm-hmm. Paige is gonna look around to see if there's anything that they could use as like leverage, like pry open the door or the window so she doesn't have to we don't have to bust it with ourselves. <laughs> As you start looking around, you hear a... And footsteps on the stairs. Ever we need to hide. Paige? Paige, get behind me. At the bottom of the stairs, having made their way all the way down, is a man. A gray beard, graying temples and slicked back hair in a blue suit, carrying an axe. Dave. And I forgot to mention this before, but while we're bouncing around here, if you guys don't mind doing the little disappearing act. Thank you. Dave. You find yourself at home. Back in New York, your parents' home. You recognize this day. This is the day that you found your parents dead. In the shelter. Something feels a little different. You see your dad in the backyard. And he's motioning for you to take this armload of supplies down to the shelter itself. And he's motioning you quickly. Okay. Um... I, I rush over. Dad, are are you are you okay? What's Dan, I, I I We need to we need to prep the shelter now. They're coming. They're coming for you and me and your mother. Who's who's coming? Who's coming them, to take them, us? It, it, they're not gonna take us anywhere been on the run for years and moved around a lot and now's the time but no now this time they're just not gonna find us now i need you to come down bring the supplies and bring your mother 
where's mom? She should be inside grabbing some last thing. She said she wanted one of those blankets. We, uh, we, we need to protect ourselves. Do you, are the weapons downstairs down? Yes, yes, of, of course, of course. I would never go without them. Okay. Uh, I, I grab the supplies and I'm gonna run down into the bunker with them. And you go down into the bunker and you set the supplies up and your mother eventually does come down and sweet as she is, she did bring a hot pot of water and a couple of cups. Looks like she was going to make some tea for you guys before your dad decided that you needed to come down into the bunker. It's happened once or twice, but this time he does seem more agitated. I, um, I'm going to look for a weapon. Yeah, so you, you look around. Um, your father would keep guns of, of some kind. Um, I mean, there's probably a, a cabinet full of whatever you would could possibly imagine you want in upstate New York. Okay. Mom, I know... I know this sounds... This might sound strange, but I, I agree with Dad. Something is happening today. Something is going to happen. Something terrible is going to happen. I can feel it. I know it. Daniel, he does this every once in a while. You actually believe him this time? Mom, I can't tell you how, but I know. Please, just... Okay, where the, Dan. Where are the keys for the... Uh, for the For the locker? We need to... We need to open that up. I need us to be able to to defend ourselves. Your father looks at you. You think, son? How do you know? I. I've never. I've never told you. I can't explain it, but I need you to trust me, just as I'm trusting you now. I believe you. <laughs> And I think together, whatever is coming for us, you've been preparing for this. We can do this together. Okay, Dan. Okay. And he reaches into his pocket and he pulls out a set of keys and he tosses it over to you. You know exactly which one it is. It's a thick golden one for a master lock. Uh, and you go and you put it in and you open the gun cabinet towards the rear of the shelter. And inside, you find yourself with a couple of shotguns, uh, an AR-15, and uh, a couple of handguns are there as well. Okay. Um, I start... I grab a, a handgun first, and I load a clip into that. I put that into... Uh, I, I kind of put that into, I guess, like, my... Just kind of sit it in my pocket a little bit. Yeah. I grab the shotgun and start loading the shotgun and I kind of grab the uh, the other shotgun and I, I sort of toss it over to my dad. Mm -hmm. And he catches it and he looks at you and he nods and he's very, he seems very serious. Your mother is looking at you worriedly now. Mom, you're going to have to trust me. I need, I need you to trust me. Please 
grab a weapon, load it. Okay, okay Daniel. Okay. And she grabs one of the smaller handguns and, and loads it. She's with a practiced hand. Your father would never have let her get away with not knowing how to use a gun. Mm-hmm. And as you are down here preparing, there's a... And it sounds like someone is prying open the shelter door up above. Dave is going to sort of rush forward in front of his parents and pointing the shotgun up at the uh, at the door um, or at it's yeah mm-hmm. yeah uh, down to this the stairwell yeah uh, he's gonna fire um, into the uh, into the door hoping to hit whoever's on the other side someone on the other side prying, yeah sure yeah prying the door you fire the gun um we get a nice little like pinging ringing sound of of down there and, and your father's like Dan be careful it's a tin can down here make sure you're hitting something okay uh I kind of kneel down kind of hold the uh butt the rifle and I kind of open it put another couple shells in there close it again and kind of cock it mm-hmm. and and, uh, and kind of wait. After around uh, 30 seconds to another minute and more slamming and prying, eventually the shelter door is open. And you see at the top of the stairs a man with a gray beard wearing at the temple's slicked back hair a blue suit and a rifle. I waste no time. I fire. Adam. Yes. You find yourself in a doorway. Right. You recognize this doorway. Don't know why you're here. It's Mrs. Howell's house. One of your clients. You were asked to do a, a wellness check, as you do every once in a while for some of the people that visit you as a social worker. You remember this day. You remember what you'll find inside. What do you do? Yeah. Uh, so first things first. Do, does Adam remember what life was like like a minute ago? Uh, yes. in the future. Okay. You have all of your memories. So he is like, I mean, he touches his chest, his sides, and he's like, oh my god. Because <sighs> he's not in uh, mind-splitting pain for the moment. Yeah, you're you're whole right now, and you can walk. It's nice. Yeah. Just going to take a deep breath and stare at the, uh, you know, the entrance of Mrs. Howell's house. He's going to take in a deep breath again. He's going to turn around and walk back to his car. Okay. You get back in the car? Yeah. Okay, so he sits in the car, um, kind of looks over to the house, looks at the steering wheel for a second, and he's going to fish out his phone, 
going to pull up for a second. He's going to put his phone down. Uh, I'll look at the house again. Mm-hmm. And eventually, he goes through this for a little bit, but eventually he'll uh, he'll produce his phone again and uh, pull up the contacts. Someone named Mallory he opens it up, sends a quick test. It's just like, hey, by the way, I love you. Um, and and I think I think Adam, you know, he's afraid of what happens in there, so so he'll probably just try to start the car and uh, and drive away. Well, sadly, that old beater of a vehicle is having trouble. Yeah. Okay. Starting up. When the uh, when the car doesn't start immediately, um, Adam kind of leans across the car console and pops open the glove compartment, and inside there's just like a little, uh, like a folding knife. It's not very impressive, but it's it's more impressive than anything he has on him at the moment. So he pockets it. He glances back out at the house and glances around and kind of mutters to himself, like, I guess I've got to stick to the goddamn script. <clears throat> and he'll pop open the door, and climb back out, and uh, go back to the house. Rap on the front door a couple times and say, Mrs. Howell? No answer. And uh, given her age and their relationship, he does have a key that he can pull out and, uh, you know, he opens the door, lets it swing open and braces himself and then walks in. He doesn't even bother looking towards the kitchen. He knows where he's got to go. So he hangs a right, steps into the living room. When you step into the living room. You see Mrs. Howell. But not as you remember. And there's a man. The gray beard. Graying at the temple's slicked back hair. Yeah. And an axe, freshly bloodied on Mrs. Howell's body. Uh. And he turns and he looks at you and goes, Ah... You were the one that I was supposed to get. Thankfully, you showed up on time. And he brandishes the axe. Yeah, okay. Um, Adam squares up just a little bit, takes a step back, and unfolds his his little knife. (laughs) And he goes like... I mean, weren't you after the twins? Oh. All of you have to die. And he swings the axe at you. Yeah. We're going to need you to roll to dodge. No problem. Uh, A little bit of a problem. 71 against the 20. The axe finds you again. For the third time today, I think? Yeah. Well, third time in this reality, you're not sure anymore, but the pain is real. And it still hurts and burns and crashes down through your collarbone and bites into your chest. Let him screams. Uh, 
and he's going to just try to turn away from the guy and, and run back out through the open door. Yeah, so you scrabble to to get away. Um, I think this is where I would need a pursuit roll from you. Okay, pursuit. <laughs> ah. A 92 versus a 25. He snatches at you and grabs your shirt and hauls you back and says, oh, not again. And the axe again bites down into your back. Oh, my God. Slamming you to the floor. Adam screams as he's hit by the axe. Hits the ground. There's probably this really painful coughing sound as he does. Um, and running isn't working too well for him, so I guess he'll, uh, you know, he'll kind of try to roll onto his side and just bring a knife down onto the uh, the closest ankle of the sky. Roll me struggle. Forty-nine verse twenty-five. He kicks the knife out of your weak hand and brings the axe down into your chest. Yeah. Page and Piper. The man has walked down into the basement holding the axe. And he sees you there and he goes. I always hate having to do in kids. Both of you need to die. Paige is going to get angry and it's like, what, you had to make us kids to kill us? That's just cruel. I didn't have to do anything. You're the ones that came back here. I'm just following the trail. And he's going to swing his axe out. Page, roll me dodge. Yeah, but you'd like to dodge that one. Uh, 87 versus 25. The axe bites into your side. Sending you flying over into the corner. I attack him while he's striking Page. You can. You roll me struggle. A three versus a 35. It's a good success. You're able to scrabble onto the man's back, clawing at his face and his eyes, trying desperately to stop what he is doing to Paige. And as you do so, you notice something. A phone falls out of his back pocket. Paige, what would you like to do? She's gonna try and get up and run away. <laughs> At least, like, a different corner of the Sure. Room. Roll me pursuit. A matched failure. I think, I think you're honestly just too hurt to move. Yeah, I'm... Especially uh, with any alacrity. It, it is... You I'm, are very small now. Yeah, I'm in the fetal position on the floor crying. <laughs> 
Piper, what do you do? Um, Piper... Piper will grab the phone. Oh my gosh. She really doesn't want to leave her sister here. But... Is she... Is the man in, directly in the way between us? You kind of grabbed onto his back, so to drop down to get the phone is behind him. Potentially, yes, but you are small. Okay. I'm going to grab the phone, prepare to call a number, and then I'm going to try to run for Paige to grab her before I jam the send button. Roll me dodge. Okay. <laughs> oh. 47 to 25. The axe bites into your leg, but you do fall and collapse next to your sister. Oh, I grab her. Whatever part of her I can grab. I hit that button. Ring. Ring. And you see a shadow in front of you reaching out that touches you and and we see the man behind left in the dust there no no Paige Piper Dave Adam you find yourself on a road next to a curb grass on the other side in a mailbox Marked 1513. <laughs> oh Adam, you're alive now. Yeah, Adam probably takes this big gasping breath. It's just like... <gasps> and kind of looks around himself, sees that, you know, the others are nearby and stares at them with wide eyes and then goes, did... What just happened? Did you guys just go in the past? Yeah, that guy killed me. He hunted me down. He killed me. He was just coming into the bunker where my parents were. I fired a shotgun at him. And now I'm here. I, I was on the floor. He, I was her real bad. But Piper, what? You had a phone. How did you get a phone? It fell out of his pocket. He kidnapped us. We were just kids. <coughs> so if, if we have his phone, what does that mean? Do I still have his phone in my hands? You do. Oh. Piper starts checking it out. Sure. What are you looking for? She doesn't know. Recent contacts. Recent contacts. You used to be making a call to a same number. Pretty frequently. You see, the last call was right before you left the house. Guys, do any of you know what number this is? 
we take a look at the number and we get it through the the eyes of the camera and it's one of those generic like just five 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 something numbers and it doesn't really it's not marked as a contact what's is it a local area code like is it at least like a north american number yeah sure why not is it a portland number yeah Adam uh, is very shakily reaching inside his shirt and he pulls out this sort of blood-soaked box of cigarettes and fishes out one of the few that remain. And uh, as he lights it, he says, like, maybe, I don't know, either that's what he uses to to chase us or, uh, or, or that's, I don't know, maybe it brings him to the center of all this. I, I don't... Even if you got his phone, I, I think he'll be back. I mean, we killed him once, right? And he, that didn't stop him. Do you continue going through the phone? How old is the phone? Relatively new. Touchscreen. So it's a smartphone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Paige is like, can I, can I see? I want to reverse look up this number. Yeah, here, take it. Can I use my Google Foo to research? You've got some Google Foo. Um, Number. Sadly, in the current state of limbo, you do not have an internet connection. Teenager self, no! The internet's gone! Um, but the things that happened prior to being caught in this area still exist on this phone, so... Um, text messages and otherwise. She's she's just gonna scour that phone. Any text messages, email, mm-hmm. pictures, just anything that's on this phone. No email account is connected. No pictures have been taken. There is one text message. It says, Paige Marie Tanner. Piper Tanner. Daniel, and I don't know how to pronounce that last name, so that's up to you, Dan. And Adam Fairgrave. But yeah. Sorry, I don't know. Um, Robert Alverson. Cassie Tenney. And Nicholas Underwood. all the text says it's like he has a text with all of our names on it including the support group what number is it from is it the same number that he's been texting to teleport the same one he's been calling yes yeah it's it's the same number that is in the call history I don't I don't get I mean we saw Nick get dragged away by something invisible how did he how did how did that guy do that maybe maybe it was just what we maybe he was a shadow too yeah maybe there's things that we as shadows don't know how to do but he obviously does could be listen I don't know if this is the best idea but I feel like 
call that number? I feel like we gotta get that number and see what's at the middle of this and, uh, I don't know, kill them before they kill us. This text just proves that we're all in this together. We're all yeah. on the same list. Yeah. We're the only ones left on that list. So we can try to use his phone before they, whoever they are, hook, hook him up with a new one and he finishes the job. Because we've just been dialing random numbers. Yep. Or at least numbers that we know. Maybe this number will direct us somewhere. Dave, do you have any ideas? I agree. I think we... I, I think I think we have to call this number. But I think we need to be ready for whatever is on the other side, too. I think maybe the specific numbers we're dialing are the specific places that it takes us to. I wonder if this man has been stuck in this time loop for so long that he's... Maybe he's every shadow. Maybe. I mean, or, or, or maybe maybe he's the reality police and, and, and all the blood and the pulling and stuff weren't even him, but he's killing us to clean it up. I, I, I could, we don't we don't know. Well, what do we have for weapons? shotgun and a bat and then whatever Dave has wait Dave's name's not on this list uh, no it uh, it is my uh, my real name's Daniel uh, Daniel Ng I know I told you guys my name's Dave. Um, ever since I found my parents, my parents' bodies, I, uh, like I told you, I, I've been running. And uh, so I picked a new name, a name that I was hoping would protect me. But it looks like we're still... It, it didn't work. We're still here regardless. Whatever this is, it knows who I am. Intrinsically, without a name or ID or anything. But it found me all the way across the country. It followed me, or I don't know, but... To me, that just makes this feel more and more inevitable. I think this is... If we're gonna do something about this, we have to face it head on. I think I'm done running. I don't you know? think you can run if it chased you across the entire country. I think it's time we that, that we, uh, we face this head on. 
Cage will kind of like move the the phone over to like the call. Mm-hmm. Call one. All right. I guess everyone, hold on tight. We'll have weapons in hand. Everyone who's got got something. Piper is gonna give you a big hug, and she says, "I love you, sis." Alright. Ready? Yeah. She's gonna hit call. Ring. Ring. Hello? Timeline Continuity Office. How may I help you? Yes. Um, we seem to be stuck. And um, would we be able to, uh, is there like a support ticket I can What's submit? your operative number? She'll give her school ID number. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you're just gonna give your, your school ID number. Roll me lie. A match failure, 44 verse 35. Oh, even better. Miss Cage, it's good to hear from you. Um, I thought we had just sent you out on a mission. What can I do to help? Um, yes. Uh, I, I think I'm in the wrong... I, I, I end up with the wrong phone, and I'm stuck in another timeline. Miss Cage, losing your phone is a major violation of our rules. Well, I I know. I know it's a serious issue. Uh, An operative of your level should know way better than this. Well, you see, there was this one guy, and we were having, you know, some after-work drinks, and I, I think there was just a mix-up, and we, we t- each grabbed each other's phones at the end of the night. Miss Cage, I'm going to have to bring you in. Okay. See you shortly. You all disappear. You're all holding on to each other, correct? Yes. Yeah. You all disappear. And you end up in the front lobby of what seems to be a, some kind of government building? Marble floors, large columns at the front, and a circular service desk in front of you. A woman sitting there with long brown hair, uh, small glasses on, and a proper look to her. Despite the hour, it seems that this is staffed, and she looks up and takes notice as she puts down a phone and says, I'm sorry, who are you? Security. Adam would like to take a step forward and kind of just drop the front barrels of the shotgun, more or less in the lady's face, and say, hold up right there. Who are you? How did you, how did you get an operative's phone? Yeah, well, see, you're trying to get all of us killed right now. I don't deal in that department. That's for the operatives. I just run the desk. 
And uh, who is it around this office that, that makes the names on that list? It's uh, confidential. I'm not allowed to, to say. Yeah, well, either you do say or I shoot you. So you can pick which one's more important. Oh. Uh-huh. Come after me, Max. I can't tell you. I can't. I'm okay. They've been after us. They killed my family. You think I care about your family? You think we care about your family? They're no. doing this to us. You're doing this to us. Piper's like, I haven't even graduated high school. <laughs> she like looks down at a list and in front of you it looks to be a chart of floors of an office building, right? Mm. And she glances down and there's can't. She's like nodding down to it. I, I'll, I'll grab it. You keep your gun on her. <laughs> yeah. Adam, uh, <clears throat> kind of, I don't know, making a little bit of a leap with what's going on here is going to say like, well, if she's not going to talk, she's useless. So, And I'll kind of glance to, well, Dave. Dave's busy. So Piper and say like, knock her out or tie her up or something. Swing bat of a. <laughs> um. You want to knock her out with a bat? Oh my god! Oh, I've seen my mom die twice. Hell yeah! Okay, fine. Let's do this. We'll just smack so her, crack her upside the head. Yep. She's not moving, so you're not gonna miss. You are a softball player. I'll try not to kill her. I don't know. I roll me, roll me your athlete then. Let's see if you don't kill her. 61 versus 70. So you hit her hard. Pretty sure she's not dead. <coughs> she collapses over to the side. There's a nice ringing sound of aluminum throughout the marble of the entryway. Adam, yeah, I don't think she's getting up from that. For so a I've while. got I've got the list. Yeah. Um what's on this list? Names. Names and floors. Names and floors. Are there any titles? No titles. Well, that's a bummer. Names and floors. Page? Stops on the 13th floor. Paige wants to look if there's a calendar or like on the computer screen, like a date. Yeah, you like wiggle a mouse and you find, yep, there's definitely internet access here because she's just been trolling through Facebook. There is a calendar to the side. Uh, there is a date. The same day as you went to the meeting. Okay. Which I believe was October 10th. 17th, excuse me. Sorry, October 17th. Okay, it's it's the day that we went to to the meeting. Okay, so this is before everything went horrible, at least. So what floor do we have to go to? Might as well go to the top, right? Said there was a bunch on the third on floor thirteen. 
No, no, no. It just stops at floor 13. Oh, it stops at floor It's singular names for every floor, except for the main floor, which is just labeled as reception. Okay, okay. All right. We just go to the top. Is there, is there like a... I think you said there was an elevator or lift or something, right? There's an elevator over okay. to the right. Adam's gonna reach over the desk and like the phone that she put down right before they called and yank out the the cord to it. Mm-hmm. Sure. And say, let's let's get to the lift. You go into the elevator and there are thirteen buttons, single file. Guess we're going to thirteen. Hit the button. The door shut in front of you, leaving the marble reception behind. The elevator whirs to life and climbs up to the 13th floor. The doors open and reveal a large room. The marble floors from down below continuing outwards, but these are carpeted fine rugs. A large mahogany desk lies beyond, with windows looking out over this portion of Portland. Bookcases on the right, and a small wet bar on the left. A chair turned facing the windows behind the desk. As the elevator stops and dings as the doors fully open, do you step out? What do we see as it opens? What I just described, that room. Oh, sorry, right. Yeah, okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. You step out, um into the room, the only light being provided from a, a small lamp on the desk. The chair turns around and goes, Lindsay, I'm going to need another cup of that. Oh, shit. And a man with a gray beard, grayed at the temples and slicked back hair, and a blue suit sits behind this mahogany desk. Don't move. Down on the ground right now. Now I think we all can just come to an agreement, can't we? You know, you agree to turn around and leave, and I agree to give you a head start. Holding the axe at the ready, I say, you're going to get down or you get an axe in the back of the head. Oh, honestly, I'd like to see you try at this point. And he stands up behind the desk, reaching into a drawer. I would like to shoot this man. <laughs> Adam rings out a shot 
The bullets impact his body. It's uh, uh, You know you can't be rid of me that easily. Okay. And he pulls out a gun. And he aims it back at Adam. I would like to shoot more. <laughs> Just all the shots, really. You shoot all the shots into his body. Yeah. And he slumps backwards against the chair. As soon as he slumps, can I just run up with my axe? <laughs> yeah, sure. Why not? Excellent. Teamwork. All right. I'm going to... Uh, I'm going to try and get him in the shoulder that's holding the gun. Sure. You do so. He's not moving. Right. Yeah. Well, and as I you lay into his shoulder... As much as possible. Sure. <laughs> You lay into his shoulder, and as the smoke of the shotgun blasts clear, Adam having emptied out the shotgun itself, there's a ding. Oh, no. I told you, you're not going to get rid of me that easily. Page screams. <laughs> and the man in the blue suit walks out of the elevator. And he shoots at Adam. <sighs> Adam, roll me dodge. We're getting a lot of these dodge rolls in, which means eventually... <laughs> One of these is going to work, but Adam, you're also back in your normal body. Yeah, the normal body being real beat up. Yep. Never, no. 84 versus 20. <laughs> Not one of these. Adam, unable to move quickly out of the way, the girls are splattered with blood from the bullet impacting your head mm. and exiting from the other side. Adam, you um, do me a favor and do a little disappearing act for me. Yeah. You guys watch as Adam falls in front of you, blood and brains sprayed across the room. The man now levels his gun over at Dave. Can I swing at him with my bat? Go for it. Roll me a struggle. Well, your athletic one. Do your high school athlete because it's the bat. I'm going to smack his hand. Okay. 65 versus 70, a basic success, just enough to slam into his hand, cracking the knuckles and breaking it where it is, the gun falling to the ground. Ah! Oh, you stupid twins. I have tried to kill you so many damn times. Paige is going to get his gun. Paige, you leap for the gun? Yeah. While Roll Dave is getting the other gun <laughs> that was in the hand yeah. of the dead one. Sure, go for it. Um, so you reach for that one. Uh, Paige, I'm going to have you roll either dodge or pursuit, whichever is better for you, to grab the gun first. How would I know which one's better? Uh, they're based on the ones next to it. So you're gonna let me roll this real quick. Uh, I think it's flat. So just well, so just either pick Dodger Pursuit. It doesn't necessarily matter. I think they're fine. 
if I leap for it, mm. can I use my swim feet? Because I'm used to springing. Does your swim feet provide you initiative? Um, I didn't select that as one, no. I think in this case, because you are a swimmer and you're used to gunshots being go. Sure, roll me swimmer. Matched failure against a 40. I've had a lot of those tonight. He grabs the gun, places it against Paige's temple, and pulls the trigger. Paige. He levels the gun at Piper. Okay, by this point, I assume I would have gotten a hold of the other gun. You have it. I want to fire it at him before, uh, hopefully, before he manages to uh, to kill Piper. Um, being that this is at range and not a shotgun, mm-hmm. um, do you have something you can roll this with that is not struggle? Generally, it takes an identity with the firearms feature. Uh, which I don't have. Um I mean, the the best I can do is the fact that my dad would have, through survivalist training from my dad, he would have taught me the same way he taught my mom, to fire various okay. guns. Roll and... me that then. Just enough justifi- justification. I, I'll take it. Okay. Match success. An 11 versus an 83. God, your survivalist thing is so stupid high. You fire the weapon before he's able to pull the trigger at Piper. It hits. True. And he... (laughs) And he returns fire at you, Dave. Okay. Go ahead and roll me dodge. 61 versus 30. It's a failure. Um... Dave, you have a relatively high wound threshold, and by relatively, I mean it's stupid high, but you did take some damage from the axe earlier, did you not? Mm-hmm. Pretty hefty damage, gut wound. This one slams into you, throwing you backwards into the window. Not shattering the window, it's glass at a 13th floor. But we do get that cinematic portion of Dave kind of sliding to the ground with the blood from the gunshot exit wound smearing behind him. Piper, what are you doing? I'm going to aim for his throat with my aluminum bat. Go ahead and roll. (laughs) 83 versus 70. He dodges out of the way and levels the gun at you and says, You should have just kept running, huh? Dave, you're still alive for what it's worth. From Piper's in danger. Yeah. From where I am, am I able to still, like, with my strength, sure. last of my strength, can I lift you that gun and lift try your and gun fire it at him again? And try to shoot at him. Okay. Sixty versus eighty-three, a success. It wings him in the shoulder, 
Sadly, not the one with the gun. But it does turn him to you, and he looks at you. I killed you. And he shoots twice in your direction, Dave. So two dodges? Being that you're on the ground, just already hurt. <laughs> I'm not sure you're going to get the dodge. You're right. Okay. Oh. <laughs> uh, here's what will decide that. Sure. Roll me survivalist. Okay. 47 versus 83. Roll me dodge. 85. <laughs> the bullet takes you at the throat. Splattering against the window beyond. The velocity of the bullet carrying through the window and shattering it behind. Dave's body being propped up against it falls backwards out of the 13th story window and onto the ground below. Dave? Can I get you to perform a little disappearing act? <sighs> Finally. Last one. And you came all the way here to me. Was mighty kind of you. The association was getting real, real frustrated with me. About to kick me down to the 10th floor. Give away my position. You, you're the last one. Piper's gonna be like, shut up! And then try to smack him in the throat again. Roll for it. Oh my god, please. GTRPG gods, I call out to the... Oh. 45 versus 70. You connect. Ding! Right against his head. He drops to the ground. I'm going to keep swinging until his brain is mush. You do so, and it seems pretty mushy. Um, after I'm 100% sure he's not going to move again, I'm going to pick up his gun. And I'm going to run over to Paige. Kneel down next to her. And I'll look at the elevator. Mm -hmm. Is the elevator moving or anything? You hear a mechanism starting to turn. Seems like the elevator is moving. Oh, God. Um. Piper, you know one way out of this. Oh, my God. Okay, phone. Is there a phone nearby? Does, you does... still have the phone. Okay. You still have your phone. I'm going to call Paige's number. Okay. And I'll ring it. Ring. Ring. Oddly enough, Paige's phone is right next to you in her pocket. Not ringing, because it's dead. But. A shadow appears in front of you and reaches out its hand. As it does so, 
we watch from behind the shadow the doors of the elevator open slowly beyond a man in a blue suit with another gun takes a step out no ah no do you grab the shadow's hand yes Piper, will you perform a little disappearing act for me, please? Oh my god. This is awful. It's been a wonderful time having you guys here with us on Diefall Phantoms. Sadly, this is where we're going to have to leave it all. Cast, you can go ahead and come back. Welcome back, friends. <laughs> and that was Diefall Phantoms. The finale. Congratulations for making it to the end in one way, shape, or form. And thank you, chat, for tuning in to whatever the heck this was. Hopefully you enjoyed it just a little bit on your Halloween and it was worth your time. Let's do some shout-outs. We'll, uh, we'll start up at the top here with Carson. Carson, where can they find you at? Um... Falling to my death from a 13th story. It's pretty good, right? <laughs> um, yeah, when I'm not doing that, I, I, um, I'm I on my own channel. You can find me, same name as here, Carson Druitt, um, doing dark fantasy-inspired type ink and watercolor drawings on my channel. So if that interests you, I'm live Mondays, Wednesdays, and usually Saturdays, except sometimes Friday. <laughs> Thank yeah. you very much. Stella, the presumably lone survivor here. Where can the people find you? Am I really alive if my twin sister's dead? Oh, I don't know. Uh, hi, friends. I am Stella Luna here on Twitch. I'm a variety streamer of various doodly things and various types of TTRPGs. Those are the kind of things I do on my channel. Awesome. Thank you very much. Kevin! Oh, wait, I didn't do this first. Frick, we're gonna, we'll go back after this. Stella, what was your favorite moment? <coughs> oh, my favorite moment was when we reported into the community center parking lot and we were like, oh no, are we the shadow? That's a good one. Were we the baddies all along? Oh, no. We're going to go back to Carson real quick. Carson, what was your favorite part? I actually, I really liked that too. I thought that was really cool. Um, just kind of thinking about it and like, oh, yeah, that was us. <laughs> um, I really, yeah, I think about that, about this session. I really liked that. I liked the 
the sort of everyone got their little flashback moment, which was really cool too. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Kevin, where can people find you, and what was your favorite part, bud? Hello. Uh, yeah, I'm Kevin Rob Durant. I uh, you can pretty much just find me on on streams like this or on stalls playing uh, playing RPGs. My favorite moment, I, I'd say, was the ending. I really liked the personal flashbacks, but uh, I don't know, having the big reveal of the, um, the the timeline agency and then going up and thinking we were bringing the fight to him just to just to empty out all the ammo and have the doors open and have him be there again was such a hopeless feeling. It fit. It fit really well. I do what I can, I guess. Thanks, man. <laughs> Appreciate it. And last but not least, the Lady May. Hello. Uh, I can be found on my channels and social medias at the Lady May, and that's M-E-A. I do lots of fantasy and, I guess, like, pop culture type paintings. So, like, Game of Thrones, Star Wars, Dragon Age, all that fun time stuff. Also, if, on socials, if you like dice, I have a lot of dice. If you like cats. I got pictures of cats. You can check all that out. My favorite moment would have to be getting the agency on the other line after the call. <laughs> Finding out that there is an agency. <laughs> yeah. Pretty good. Cool. Thank you. Uh, normally, I don't put my face up here too much because you know who I am because this is my channel and whatever, but um, for this, I will advertise this as such because it is the most important thing that I do every year now. Uh, this Saturday, starting at 8 a.m. Eastern Time, I will be doing a 24-hour stream in support of the initiative Extra Life, where we'll be raising money to support Children's Miracle Network Hospitals. I'll be streaming games uh, and giving away free games every hour, every $100 raised. You can also get a t-shirt if you donate $35. You can also get an NPC made in your honor for the next Die Fall show if you also donate $35. That's two different donations, though. We will also have a D&D one-shot towards the end of the, the evening. That'll be 7.30 p.m. So if you like our tabletop stuff, we'll be bringing back the Dragon Heist crew for a themed one-shot uh, where you will be able to affect the outcome with your donations. This is, again, the most important thing that I do all year long and all of your money that you give to to Extra Life and Children's Miracle Network Hospitals goes well, well spent. And if you want to know more about that, I'll be doing some releasing of stuff tomorrow as well as live all day on Saturday and most of Sunday morning. So come on by for that, and I will, will greatly, greatly appreciate it. Um, that's that's about it guys i super enjoyed this um thank you for letting me try my hand at at some supernatural horror nonsense uh it is it is something that i i like dabbling in and hopefully provided you both an entertaining time and for the players a uh, a fun time that maybe they uh will come back and play again sometime um i think that'll be it for us tonight so thank you guys again for watching die fall phantoms and until next time later <laughs>